This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Negro League Podcast. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. Thank you for listening. We're sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to mobettersoul.bigcartel.com. Enter code NEGRO to save 10%. We're also sponsored by Down East Records. Go to downeastrecords.com or Down East Records on Instagram for your vinyl needs. Also enter code NEGRO to save 10% on your next order, which I should have done that. Um, we're met here by the owner of Down East Records. You want to say something? Uh, something. How's there it going? you go. <laughs> I want to say your your last name wrong again. I've known you for years. I keep saying the wrong shit. It's okay. You just call me Matt. Oh, okay. Hi, Matt. Hey. 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 So if you guys had the displeasure of listening to uh the Thelonious Drunk podcast episodes one and two that are a part of the Mo Better Soul podcast network, which means that when you go to Negro League, you're gonna see the Thelonious Drunk shit pop up on your thing. Um, he was the homie that was in here, the the polar bear. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's the weekend. I don't want to go back to work on Monday. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what kind of? All right, so what kind of shit do you get for like the holidays? Like, how much vacation time do you get per year and all that stuff? Oh, dude, um, I get a lot. Mm-hmm. I get a lot. Um, I I probably get seven, eight weeks off a year. Um, okay. quite, quite a bit. Um, and then with what I do, I'm salary. I don't really require to be at, uh, the office or anything. So like this Christmas, I'm taking two weeks off. So I'm going down to Florida with the family. Okay. So where are you from? Uh, from Maine. All right. So you're a new England guy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We talked about, you know, we're not trying to go over the same ground, but for the people that didn't listen to the Negro league, you're a Patriots fan. Patriots, Sox, Bruins, Celtics, everything Boston. He said socks. Socks. <laughs> not the white socks. Yeah. yeah, the socks. All right. So in saying that, there's like new information that came out about the the cheating scandal thing. Did you see that shit that came out today? I wish I did, but I did not. Because I could defend it maybe a little bit better if I did see it. It looks kind of damning. Okay, bring it to me. All right. So let me open it up on TMZ. Yeah, please do. Oh, TMZ. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you, right? TMZ. No, TMZ, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, before, back in the day, I think it was they got a lot of slack, but I think now they're they're a reputable source. I'm going to tell you something, especially with sports and TMZ. I'm going to tell you a few things that really hit me with TMZ. The first things first. The first thing that hit me with TMZ was this. When Michael Jackson died, right? So 10 years ago, it was a homegirl of mine. Um, had friends in L.A. She calls me, and she's just like, preach. She says, I have a friend that's in L.A. right now. People are going fucking crazy. She says, Michael Jackson just died. And I was like, I, I'm not seeing it. Because you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like, New York Times and all this stuff. When I saw that shit on TMZ, I was like, maybe it's true. And then when I found out it was true, the first people that confirmed it was TMZ. Now, bring sports into it, and I'm going to tell you my theory on TMZ and how I think that to a certain degree, TMZ has been killing the sports shit better than these sports uh, places like ESPN, which is owned by Disney, a billion dollar company. And I'm going to tell Disney. you why. <laughs> so the two the two stories that that broke with TMZ sports was one, Ray Rice and the elevator shit. And two was um, Donald Sterling with the Clippers when he had the racist ass tape. 
here's the thing that makes TMZ sleazy, but also makes them great. When you have like a reputable, like uh, journalistic organization, let's say if I hit ESPN up and I say, yo, I got this information where Ray Rice, you know, punched his wife and knocked her out in the elevator. And I say to them. That happened out in Vegas, right? Huh? Was that in Vegas? Uh-huh. Okay. He's like, so, so the person would be like, yo, I give you this footage, but you're going to have to pay me. And ESPN is like, nah, we're a reputable uh, organization. We don't pay for shit. TMZ says, fuck it, we'll pay you. They paid yeah. that guy like $250,000. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So TMZ has the ability to break stories that these sports networks can't break. You know what I mean? And that's what ends up happening because the lady, uh, Donald Sterling's girlfriend that released the tapes, she tried to go to your traditional sports places first. So so it might seem kind of sleazy, but if my, my theory now is if TMZ breaks the story, I think it's true. Is TMZ your go-to for sports now because um, of that? Not necessarily small stuff. Like they don't see the thing is they don't give a fuck about the intricacies. They give a fuck about drama. And so the first thing, and, and, and funny enough with this Patriots shit, I saw it on TMZ Sports before I saw it on ESPN. So uh, let me see if I can read this. It says longtime Patriots uh, videographer David Mundillo, who's reportedly been suspended as a result of the allegations. Hmm. They suspended him. Um, said he cooperated with the investigation. Blah 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 blah. Let's see. There is a key piece of the video of Patriots Spygate 2 scandal, and it says it's really bad for the Pats. The footage obtained by NFL on Fox reporter Jay Glazer shows the moments where the Patriots crew is confronted by the Bengals security last week over concerns the crew was illegally shooting video of their sidelines. During the exchange, you can hear the Bengals security express major concerns over the video, and it really looks like the videographer was spying. And then they show the video, which looks like they're pretty much spying. Um... And then there's an exchange from the video with the Bengal security. It's like, and this is a piece you're filming for the advanced scout. And the guy says, yes, we're supposed to be doing this TV show thing. And the security's like, come on, guys. I don't see the advanced scout in the footage. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, that's my bad. We could delete it if you want us to. So so I will say uh-huh. we beat the Bengals today. Thank you. Footage. <laughs> Look, man, if you need help to beat the Bengals. I don't think anyone really needs help. Except for whoever lost to them, who lost them this year? I know they only got one win. Was it the maybe the Dolphins lost to them? No, I think the, the Dolphins. Maybe it wasn't the Dolphins. It might have been a team. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's see the Bengals' record. It's they only won one this year. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see if it'll show who they who they won against. Let's see. This is fascinating. Uh, Potting. Yeah, exactly. But these holes. Why don't you say okay, Google? <laughs> who do the Bengals lose to this year? Oh, yes, wants. the Bengals lost thirty-four to thirteen today against the Patriots. I mean, who hey, did they beat? Hey, Google, my bad, my bad. who did the Bengals beat this year? <laughs> no, they lost thirty-four to thirteen today against the Patriots. Hey, Google, tell me the only win the Bengals had this season. <laughs> your Google is dumber than my Google. I think you need to go upgrade yours. Hold on a second. Hey, Google. Tell me all the wins the Bengals had this season. I hate to seem biased. What do you want to know about Bengals? Never mind. I give up. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I messed up. Yes, you did. But I love you. Oh, did you look to the podcast? Yeah, yeah, I was with you. I was with you. I was like, I was like, don't do it again. And we ended up. Uh, I went home and I had my wife do it. <laughs> did you do the same thing? Oh yeah, but it does different uh, different questions. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to Google. Bengals. I'm pulling it up right now. Right. Games, Bengals, 
Um, let's see. The Bengals beat the Jets twenty-two to six three weeks ago. Oh, so they beat the Jets. Okay, so which makes sense. So, but it wasn't Miami. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But the Jets are horrible too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. But anyway, so like, like I said, if no one listened to the other podcast we talked about this on, um, if they were spying, like they say they were. I think the only reason why they would have been is because they do not want to see Tom Brady go down to a one-win team. Mm. Um, Because this has to be his last year. There's no way they're going to bring him back. So who's your, who's your backup? Like, who the fuck y'all got? We're going to have to draft or we're going to have to uh, trade. I guarantee there's going to be a big trade at the end of the season. Did you watch the uh, HBO shit? It's like uh, the, the Nick Saban and, and uh, Belichick shit. Have you heard about this? No. So essentially, it's like this documentary about just the both of them talking about their coaching careers, and so it's like they're kind of like sitting in. A, that must be a boring interview with Bill Belichick talking. I saw him laugh on this shit. Oh wow! It, it scared the <laughs> fuck out of me. Yeah, like, yo, this shit looks yeah. terrifying. You know. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty terrifying. So it's just basically the two of them talking about their coaching careers and stuff like that, and and his son that sounds just like him was interviewed in there as well, but um. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I didn't realize. Like, I know that Saban used to be a coach with Belichick when, when Belichick was with the Browns, and then uh, Saban ended up coaching uh, Miami for a bit. You know the quarterback that he was trying to get? Which when? Uh, when he was with Miami. No. So, I'm not, not Belichick, but Saban. When Saban was coaching Miami, uh, he wanted to get Drew Brees, but it was something that they said he had an injury or they said he was too short. It was something where the medical staff wouldn't clear Drew Brees. Okay. But but Drew Brees almost played for Miami. And then Miami would have been great. Yeah, well, who knows? They would have figured out a way to fuck it up. Maybe. That's That's why I'm a, my Lamar Jackson theory, right, is that as great as Lamar Jackson is, I have to give credit to the organization because imagine Lamar Jackson going to Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would have been a disaster because yeah. Cleveland, they stacked their uh, roster this year, and they're not performing. Oh, yeah, plus their quarterback. I I think Baker Mayfield has to be the most annoying quarterback right now for me because, like, I was watching something. I made a post the other day. Matter of fact, I was watching the, the Ravens game, and Lamar Jackson is killing everybody. And I made a post on Facebook, and I was just like, Baker Mayfield, 30 commercials, Lamar Jackson, zero. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It was like he – He's killing the league right now. I know he has MVP. Well, before going into the season, he was supposed to be the face of, like, new football. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's he was drafted as being the savior of Cleveland. This was supposed to be the best thing that ever happened. And then, obviously, you see how it panned out. I mean, they're not really doing – they're not performing to what they should have been. What, when does that usually happen, though? Like, when, when does – when they put that much pressure on a player that they, like, meet those expectations? Okay, so any sport, any well, so I would say for for football, mm. I think usually you see people come out of their shell when they're kind of you know I think after the third year, mm. um, or they're they're basically scared away and they they don't do anything. I mean, yeah. RG three, unfortunately, he was plagued with injuries. Um, yeah, but I think you know that's one person that had potential and kind of. Well, shout out to him because he might get a ring just by being a backup quarterback. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, him being a backup for for the Ravens, which, you know, I hate to say this, but it's just like, you know, a lot of times greatness is looking at how other people fucked up before you, and I think I think some of the great shit that Lamar Jackson is doing is because there was an RG three and how RG three didn't know how to fucking slide. Whatever happened to Colt McCoy? He's a backup somewhere. Hold on yeah, a I know because like, let's, let's I ask. thought okay. Hey Google. What team does Colt McCoy play for? 
team is the Washington Redskins. Okay. Irony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, he was great in college. It's the mm-hmm. same. I mean, RG three, Colt McCoy, Tim Tebow, they all were kind of around the same time. Mm-hmm. And now look, you don't see them on TV. You know, and well, they, well, yeah, I, I see. Know. I see Tim Tebow is like a analyst now for SEC Network. Well, yeah, SEC Network during football season, and then he also still he's with the uh, Mets organization for baseball. That is right, because he played here. He for played here. Yeah. Did you go to any of the games that Tebow played in Columbia? Oh, I got his autograph. You got oh, did I you got a base. Yeah, I got an autograph baseball. Did he say thank you for your service? No, he did not. Say he th- looks like one of those guys that would do that shit though. He um. So I went to a day game, and okay. it was hot summer, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out there. I see him walk out. This is maybe like so they have 70 home games in minor league down here, and I I think this might have been like game 40 something. And I, I I went to probably 30 games before this, and I was like I I was a huge Tebow fan. I don't mm-hmm. know why like. I just like Tebow. Oh man, you know, you know. And what I it think was. Well, I know. I can. I know exactly what it is. What it's, is it? What is it? It's the role model side of things, like how oh, you're talking okay. about Ray Rice. You know, like you know, beating his girlfriend, whatever. Um, Tim Tebow was just. He was a good role model for kids to have in sports, and I kind of so that's 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 a low bar. It's like just don't punch. Yeah, your just girlfriend. don't punch your girlfriend. <laughs> He's a role model. Yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying. So I get what you're saying. So I waited, and he came out, and he looked up, and he had all of his bags in hand. I was like, "Yo, Tim, I've been trying to get your autograph all year. Will you sign this ball?" And he just walked on by. And I turned to this guy next to me. I'm like, this fucking asshole. Are you right? serious? Yeah, serious. But he went to go put his bags down and he came back. So <laughs> you should feel. <laughs> I did. So I felt. Terrible. I felt bad. You should feel. <laughs> because I was like, this asshole. Like, I just told him I've been trying all damn year, and he walks on by. But then he came back and signed the ball. So it was cool. It it was cool. I've I had season tickets. I've been you know a ticket holder for a couple years now. And um, I'm not renewing them this year. I think I'm just gonna go to some random games, but I'm not gonna renew the oh, season. So you're saying we can't go this year. We can go. I'll I'll buy tickets, but it won't be season long. Well, fair enough. Um, I just spend too much money there on alcohol and food. Yeah, I think everything is, is like you know inflated. Um, rest in peace to Danny Aiello uh, from my favorite movie of all time, Do the Right Thing. Have you ever seen Do the Right Thing? No, I guess I have to add that Put to my that list now. Yep. A, yeah, so, so I have a running list now because of you. So oh, cool. we have to talk about Mystic River because the last podcast. So since you're I, a main guy, I um I only I still only watched the first hour of it. You haven't finished it, I, dude. It's been a busy weekend. You haven't finished Mystic River. No, but you watched The Mandalorian. I did because those episodes are thirty minutes. Well, yeah, I got home from work on Friday. My oh, son 40. was there, and I was like, "Hey, Mandalorian time." He's like. You know, but I watched Mystic River Friday night after the Mandalorian. Just an hour. My wife and I decided to have some uh, alone time. Okay. And that's very rare with two kids. <laughs> so I was like, you gotta take it when hey, you get it. yeah. So um, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Only a married guy can blame not getting work done because of sex. Because like single guys, well, you should be fucking all the time. So when you when are you not fucking you know like when am, when am I? <laughs> you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? So like, Mystic River was on. My wife came in. I was like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'll resume this another time. Would it be hilarious if like Clint Eastwood movies somehow get your wife in the mood? <laughs> like, I would watch it every night. <laughs> you like Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Actually, I do like that movie. We discussed how I don't like Clint his Eastwood. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I did like that movie, okay. Million Dollar. And you know, so far I've liked uh, Mystic River. I mean, but wait, wait till you get to the end of it. Yeah, right? no, I'm sure it'll be great. But I, I'm only in an hour. Shout so. out to my listeners. Uh, <laughs> you know, spoiler alert for 17 years, right? I'm not spoiling it, but I'm just saying you haven't seen it yet. So it's pretty fucking funny. 
Um, especially that's a movie that came from your area. Like, even if I didn't give a shit about the movie, if there was a movie about Columbia, South Carolina, I would see it. There was a movie that was filmed in South Carolina. There's a few of them. Yeah. Spe- speaking of which, Kevin Bacon was in one of them that was shot here. In yeah, what is it? Um, I saw it. I saw it, I think. Hold on a second. Hey, Google, <laughs> what was the Kevin Bacon movie that was shot in Columbia, South Carolina? That's it. <laughs> maybe that was. Maybe That's I saw it. that one. Yeah. Oh, this year. I don't. I thought I just said this year. No, no, no. It was like it had to okay. be like ten years ago. No, I remember that one. Yeah. What, so, yeah. what was the movie you told me to add to my list? Uh, uh, do the right thing. Do. Yeah, it's my favorite. My favorite movie of all time. All right. And shout out to my um, people can't see it, but I got my autograph Spike Lee picture up in this bitch. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty I excited see about it. that. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm excited about that. But yeah. I hear Brooklyn goes hard. Brooklyn goes hard. That's what I hear. Fucking hard. Yeah. I hear they go pretty hard over there. Oh, shout out to you too, because I remember not the group YouTube, but oh. shout out to you like <laughs> fuck you, Bono. But now like you would say, like, I can't be in the Negro League, I'm a white guy. You're not the first white guy on the Negro League. There's also an Asian. Yes, yes, the homie, uh, Shiggy, <laughs> which I got to get Shiggy in here because we got we got to talk about uh, Shiggy the next. was one of my favorite He's of so your guests. Great. Yo, Shiggy is a brilliant dude, man. I hope he hears this. But, like Shiggy is fucking brilliant. So um, we were talking about uh, we briefly like when I bumped into him at the wig, he was saying that he wanted to see the new Clint Eastwood movie. The Richard Jewell movie, you know what I'm talking about? We, we, I yeah, no. We briefly I, talked about that. I, I uh, saw I saw that it, it's out now, so I was debating about it. Well, here's the thing that Shiggy observed that I didn't even observe, and me and my pro blackness didn't even see this is that um, the last movie, The Mule, that Clint Eastwood did, I yeah. really hated that movie. Okay, but like The Mule, I heard mixed like, things about that one. Well, see, th- some people like like Peter Travis with Rolling Stone. I'm usually spot on with whatever he feels about a movie. Which, by the way, he gave Uncut Gems like four and a half stars out of five. So he really fucks with it and was just like Adam Sandler needs to be taking an Oscar home for it. So I'm usually on the same page with him, except with Clint Eastwood movies. So I got a buddy out in L.A. Mm-hmm. and he posted on his Instagram story about Uncut Gems today, mm-hmm. and I looked. So I didn't realize it was already out. So I looked online. You know, none of the uh, none of the movie theaters around here are showing it until the twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird shit where certain places get like um, permissions I, to use. Yeah, it and time. I yeah. get because L A is the movie. You well, know, the thing about it too is like for for them to be like Oscar contention, you have to get it and then by a certain time, so they'll have like limited runs of okay. certain stuff like pretty quickly. You know, even like like stuff like The Irishman, we didn't see that in the theaters here. Yeah. But they did just the minimum to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So, you know, when Oscar season rolls around, you'll see the nominations because you have to, like, release it. Well, somehow. I think we need to move to L.A. because this is bullshit because I want I want to see the movie now. That's why I hit you up. I was like, hey, when do you want to go see Let's it? Let's take a trip. Fuck it. You know? Let's <laughs> take a field trip. It's a car trip. Well, it's funny. I was about to go to L.A. for Christmas this year. Ah, but why? we ended up switching it out to uh, Florida instead. Why, why, why L.A.? What was going on there? Um, so... I've never been to Disneyland. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know, with two kids, so we're doing Disney. So we're. Have you, have you taken them to Disney World? Yet? Oh, dude, they're spoiled. Yeah. We're, okay, so my daughter is only five, and I think she's been like four times. Word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're rich. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to our sponsor for down these records. <laughs> <laughs> I sell a lot of records, so I can go down to Florida when I can. He's basically a drug dealer, and he's using this record thing as a as a as a front cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also work for you know. Also, I work in finance. Okay. I also paint houses. Speaking of finance, did you hear the story about this guy that um? And I'll get to this uh, Clint Eastwood shit in a second. But this guy worked 
at a Wells Fargo, and he was like in charge of like the bank vault stuff. Okay, and he would like basically like fudge numbers, and he stole a bunch of cash at the bank vault. But here's where it gets extra silly. He's an aspiring rapper, and he was posting pictures on Instagram with him with large wads of money. Idiot. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think he stole like eighty something thousand dollars. So when I got my start with finance, it was at Wells Fargo. Mm. And um <laughs> you, did you know this guy? Did y'all work together? No, oh, no, yeah. but we had this really, really dumb girl who um she started tracking everyone's information that was delivering money um from businesses at oh, night God. and night drops and stuff. And then she told some people when to meet them at the bank, basically, and rob them. Are you serious? Yeah. That sounds about right. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, what people would do, they would try to set it up for when, you know, if they were dropping stuff off for them to get robbed. So they didn't yeah. seem like they were being, you know, they were below suspicion. But like, yo, you just got to hit me one time. It's you know? crazy, man. You can't trust anyone. There was uh, someone recently that uh, I was reading on Facebook, and they work at a bank, and I don't remember what bank it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a pretty large withdrawal for an old person. Mm wrote wrote down that person's address from the system mm-hmm. went to their house and robbed them wow yeah well you know i do the crime blotter for the newspaper and and it was interviewed by npr for the criminal podcast i don't know when y'all motherfuckers will put this thing out but i'm getting very <laughs> very restless so i'm putting it out there so people don't know that i did it could you imagine like i'd be trying to like impress people be like yeah yeah baby i was on uh npr oh really what's that fuck you bitch but no <laughs> but but yeah they interviewed me on a criminal podcast because like you know they were doing this thing where they were talking to um crime blotter writers uh throughout the country and i've been doing the blotter here for like over 10 years and i've done over 500 of them and so you get to understand some of the worst shit your city has to offer when it comes to crime you know what i mean i yeah. see stuff like that all the time you know so so yeah, shout out to the people trying to that think they're doing like fly slick shit, but it's just really, you guys just really suck, you know. Oh, what's that noise? Sound like someone kicking in your door. Yeah, probably so. The FBI is finally gonna get me. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> right? They heard the podcast. Man, <laughs> they know I'm strapped. No. Uh, all right, they're gonna they're gonna arrest me and they're gonna look at you and be like, "Yo, thank you for your service." <laughs> but nah, what I was saying about the Clint Eastwood shit that Shiki observed that I didn't see, he said that. He was interested in the Richard Jewell shit because The Mule, which a movie I hated, was about, it's, not, it's based, quote unquote, loosely based on the true story of this guy who was like a 90-year-old mule that was like taking drugs back and forth um, from Mexico to the United States or whatever. And the movie is kind of like, not very subtly, one of those like, oh, you know, he's a good guy, but got trapped in the system because, you know, he was forced to do this or whatever. So it was like making this like old white guy, this like this, this victim to become this drug mule. And so Shiggy was like, I'm interested in seeing how Clint does the Richard Jewell thing, because, you know, Clint, Clint is like, I don't know if he's a Trump guy, but he was like, you know, did that whole thing with the Republican convention when he was like talking to a chair like it was Obama. And everybody was so scared to say something to Clint for being crazy because we love Clint Eastwood. But Clint was clearly being had a senile moment. But he was basically, Shiggy was like, I'm interested in looking at these movies about these, like, you know, all these, like, white guys that are, like, turned by the system um, and and betrayed by what America used to be. Because that was kind of, like, the, the theme of The Mule was, like, oh, you know, things are so much different. I wish, you know, things were different because he could call, you know, he could call like uh, 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 Spanish people 
uh, uh, wet bats and he can call gay people faggots, but I don't mean it that way. And it was like this weird thing of, of like, you know, one of those, I wish it was the way it used to be. So, so I'm interested in seeing how that movie kind of turns out. Um, so I say that to say when I read reviews of the mule, I saw a review that gave it like two stars and said it was a piece of shit. And then I read Peter Travers that gave it four stars and said it was a great movie. And I kind of leaned towards the piece of shit review. And I felt like Peter Travers, as this guy that's like this professional reviewer, I think that he really, really just looks up to Clint. So I don't know how I feel about the reviews of Richard Jewell right now, but I am interested in seeing it just for the sake of Clint. But in all of that, Mystic River's a good movie, I think. There that goes. I just added the mule to my list, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch that. You gotta watch that. So do the right thing. You gotta finish Mystic River. Yeah, you gotta do the Mule. I gotta find like some like more black movies for you to see that I think will you would understand me a lot more. Have you seen Black Dynamite? A long time ago, I didn't rewatch it though because yeah. like my memory of some movies like sometimes they're great and sometimes they're just like fuck. I need to rewatch it. Like right now, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm going through a lot of older movies with my son that were like nostalgic for me like so, what like what? well like so disney plus came out you know so we're we watch angels in the outfield today mm-hmm. and i just watched rumble in the bronx with him um with, with uh jackie, jackie chan, chan okay. yeah you know where they shot that movie um i'm i'm guessing not the bronx by the by the way you just said that <laughs> canada okay and the voiceover work in that movie was awful. <laughs> but that's what made it good, though. That's what made it good. Like, those type of movies, you want to see that crappy voiceover. Um, I actually really loved that movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just kind of watching some older things. Like, do you remember um, Heavyweights or Camp Nowhere? Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 So those are the type of things we've been going on Disney Plus and watching together. So, you know, I wanted to throw Mystic River on because he's 12. I can he can watch. I'll watch like an R-rated movie with him or anything and not yeah. you know, worry about it. He'll just say, hey, dad, what's this? And I'll explain it to him. Um, but my my daughter will try to like come in the room and watch a movie with us, too. So I have to try to keep it somewhat, you know, PG, PG-13. So are you more concerned as a parent? Cause this is a, a conversation I have with a friend of mine who has like two sons, 11 and 12. Okay. He tells me this. Like he says he'll let them see John Wick. So he's less concerned about them seeing violence and more concerned about them seeing sexual stuff. But like places like Europe, they're kind of the, they're kind of the opposite. Like, you know, I went to London. And it's like, you know parents don't give a fuck if this titties on the screen but they're not going to look at the violence the way we look at violence so i look at it the same way that i did it as a kid okay my mom was a single mom raising me by myself mm-hmm. damn you are black yep <laughs> i'm in the right place now um, so my mom's a single mom and she would rent movies for me to kind of keep me occupied so think about it like i think maybe once fifth grade hit i would go home alone after school Mm -hmm. and we had showtime we had hbo we had you know whatever but then we also i had the two vcr thing where my mom would rent a movie for me i'd play it and record look at you yeah yeah yeah. double taping yeah yeah i'd be bootlegging them right so um i would watch anything and everything so my mom would even get me when showgirls first came out nc17 (laughs) i would just tell her what to rent she would rent it she would have no idea so, I, in my opinion, I came out fine because when I was a kid, I was watching, you know, titties popping out and heads blowing off. Like, I was watching horror action, um, you know, like striptease, things like that. So, I was watching all that. So I never watched striptease. How, how bad was it? 
I really liked it as a kid. Well, <laughs> what, but now, but now look I haven't it, like, seen it, it since I was a kid. All right, so even Showgirls with a old girl from Saved by the Bell. Oh, wonderful! So it was there was two. There so was two they, versions. Okay, there so, was two versions. So the, the the worst version or like the the most hardcore version. What made it NC seventeen? Um, so she was dry humping a dude naked, and I think the R rated one she wasn't naked. That's all it was. I'm pretty sure because <laughs> she was like she was a stripper. And she was dry humping the dude, like no panties on. Okay. So like you could, okay. you could see everything, and I think that's what made it the NC seventeen. And then the R rated version, I believe she had panties on. Well, the funny thing is, like old girl from uh, what was her name on Saved by the Bell? Jesse? Was it? Jessie? No, that's Jesse is the guy. Um, <laughs> shit, what was? Bye bye erection. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> Ace, no, AC Slater was the name of the dude, and Jesse was the girl. That okay. was yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. You're checking it. You don't believe me. It's Jesse. No, shut up. It's I just, Jesse. I'm trying to learn from my... Stop. So, Zach Morris, A.C. Slater, yep. Screech, Lisa Turtle, which Lisa's been sick lately. Um, and, Coach Belden. And then Tiffany. Kelly. Yeah. And then... Jesse. Jesse, yeah. she look good. Look at, look at yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, she's... Look at, yo, look at Jesse. Yo, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And look, there's a thing of her... Uh, Born in 1972. God damn this bitch old. God damn. Anyway, so... Oh, oh, going okay. back to your question, right I believe it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So going back to the question, I personally don't care um, what my 12-year-old – I don't want to say that because I do care. I usually will watch it with him. Mm-hmm. So if there's any type of question that comes up or if I feel like it's going too far, I'll just pause it and say, all right, we'll finish this in a couple years. Um but like the doors, you know, with Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was trying to introduce him to the doors because he's been hearing me play like a lot of doors records and stuff. And that was one that I grew up with because um, my one of my best friends growing up, the guy that's out, actually out in L.A. I was talking about earlier, him and his dad were really big doors fans. So we were watching the doors a lot as a kid. And I was watching that movie. And as my wife is coming in, titties pop up on the screen. <laughs> and my son looks at me. And he's awkward. Like, he gets really awkward about those kind of things. And then my wife's like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, he is too young for this, you know? So I guess in her opinion, she'd rather have him watch John Wick than seeing titties on screen. The funny thing is, too, is, like, I don't think I don't think people realize what we had to go through to see tits when we were kids. Oh, you mean, like, the Scrabble? Um, oh, my God. Like, Yo. Is it like, was it Channel 2? No, Channel 2 is Spanish Network when I was a kid. <laughs> but, like, you'd go back, like, you'd go back past Channel 2, and it'd be, like, the scrambled porn. Oh, man, we had to, it was, like, Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was, it was, like. Well, I had the really cheap stuff on Showtime at night, so. Cinemax. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know when you have that, that last button saved to something nice, you know, you'd, you'd watch yeah. that, and then at night, you're, like, boom, last, because you hear some footsteps coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. are the days. Oh, we had to go through so much shit to do that. We had to go through so much shit to do that. Now, like, my porn theory now is we end up on porn somehow. But, like, my porn theory is... Your any- show should be just about porn. Oh, I do. Maybe you should a interview... Pot. a pot coming. Yeah, I'll... Yeah. <laughs> coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's coming soon. <laughs> but now, nah, like, my thing, my thing about it is this. Here's my theory. It's like, you know, I'd be following porn stars on Instagram and shit like that, and I'd be like, hey, follow my fans only page, only $5 a month. I'm like, bitch, why are we going to spend $5 for your fans only? I followed a couple. Because right, you, you just have money falling out of your pocket. But my thing is, why are we going to spend money on that when we can see it for free? So my theory is, if there's a guy out there that says they pay for porn, they're serial killers. Because my theory is, like, if you can find this shit on Pornhub, that's, hey, that's enough. 
to take care of what you got to take care of. I'm an X videos guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Next videos? X videos. X videos. Okay. okay so okay, you're okay. Pornhub. I'm X videos. All right. Well, you know, XX was it? Uh, XXNX.com. Whatever, whatever. There's like a few different ones that, that I totally heard about that I don't know nothing about personally. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Mom, I know you're listening. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, going to my mom's house? I go to my mom's house, look at her, uh, her computer, and I see that in the, <laughs> the Oh, dude. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into where I work and exactly what I do, but um, there was a woman I was helping, and mm-hmm. she had to be in her 60s. She's wearing her church-going hat, looking all proper, mm-hmm. and she needed help setting up something on her phone with online oh, services. Uh-huh. And the app wasn't downloading properly. And I was like, have you tried? I think she had like a, a, a certain phone that maybe the app wasn't working. So I was like, you know, have you tried going through your browser yet? She's like, no, go ahead and try. So I click on a browser and it's just like big black cock just <laughs> ramming some girl. And I looked at her and she looked at me and like she was just like, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yep. You can here. You take your phone. I'm sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to see that. And she's, you know, I don't know. You should have been like, yo. I've seen this one before. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a particular one called Blacked, which is <laughs> like for for very like I don't know uh, racial issues for black guys to kind of feel vindicated. It's basically Blacked is basically full of these videos of just like black dudes just fucking white girls. Well, I like the opposite. Yeah, I yeah. like white dudes fuck, uh, fucking black girls. How about that one? Well, I hate that one because it gets me mad. I'm like, yo, I'm like, you don't deserve her. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, ha- don't let her have like natural hair and dreads. Like, no, she should be with me. Because <laughs> it's never a guy that appreciates her. It's always a guy like, oh, yeah, my Look, cock. Those are my favorite. Ugh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking Tom Brady. Um, have you seen Ted 2? Yes, it's, seen Tom. it's been a while since I've seen Ted. When they're trying to get Tom Brady sperm. Yes. Uh, all right, let me take a break. So I, make a, I gotta get a refill. Hold on a second. <laughs> Nothing like Tom Brady sperm. All right, we're back. Rest in peace to radio. Um, not the, well, probably the real radio that we listen to, but also radio that uh, James Kennedy. Yeah, there you go. That uh, Cool Bagotten Junior tried to play in the movie. He was like seventy three. Uh, I can pull it up really quick. Um, I think he was seventy three. I was trying to seventy three. Yeah, yeah, you're I was right. Trying to throw it, throw it out to make you seem, you know, cool. But yeah, sorry. Worst piece radio. Um, so every once in a while, I'll type shit on my phone. This is like annoying to me. And have you seen the new K Jewelers commercial uh, with the Santa Claus? I have not. It's like, sorry. It's like a sexy Santa Claus. Have you seen this yet? I like sexy Santa. All right, hold on a second. I'm gonna pause this again so we can watch it and and discuss. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so I I, sh- I showed you this commercial. What are your thoughts on the Sexy Santa K Jewelers commercial? So the first thing I was really hoping for was K Jewelers started to sell lingerie, and he was going back to give it to Mrs. Claus. Because <laughs> I was like, I think it would have been a better like Victoria's Secret commercial than a K Jewelers. I mean, look, you can look at it because can- she, he goes back and she's in bed, you know. And- oh, oh, he about to, he about to, hey, he about to have some ho ho ho. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. But I don't know. It was a it was a funny commercial because the because with your talking over the commercial made it seem funnier because like I didn't find him that sexy, but now I know I know preaches type now. Yeah, like guys that look like Richard Gere. He looks like motherfucking Richard Gere from. from That's gonna uh, be mean about twenty years. You real? I mean, my beard's already turning kind of gray and white. You better, so. tell, you better tell your wife that she's in trouble. But yeah. no, well, here's my thing, right? Like, there's certain things, like 
You know how like white people got mad when they were talking about like, oh, Idris Elba might be 007, James Bond, which would have been great. I think Idris Elba was it's still up in the air. But I think Idris Elba would have been great. Everybody's like, oh, you can't have a black 007. It's like it's a fictional fucking character. It's fictional. My, I think my son brought this up, and I always have to say like, your son brought up a black 007. No, it wasn't so much that. It was just like, why are they doing like, why do they change? Or like, I believe with the uh, Little Mermaid thing, you know, just all yeah. these different things, and I was like. Like first, Little Mermaid's a fucking mermaid, mm-hmm. and they're not real. So who the fuck knows what color the mermaid is? Yeah. Anyways, but my son, he he brings up stupid shit sometimes. So I am the I am the white guy that does not care about if it's a different sex or different race or different anything because because yeah. they're fictional fucking stories. Well, my thing is this, right? Like right. Ghostbusters. It's not. It's not. It's not like you know Julia Roberts playing Harriet Tubman. Right? That shit would have pissed me off. Yeah, <laughs> I would have watched it because I, I still would have been mad. I don't right? know if it was you that brought it up or if I saw it on an article. Or if of you course, po- it was me. I think up. you. I think you posted the article. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I read it and I was just like, because at first I was like. Maybe this is word of mouth, mm-hmm. but then when I read the article, I was like, "This is fucking insane." You know what? I, you know what I would do just just in like response to that. If I just if I got a billion dollars and I can just do what the fuck I want, you know what I would do to just piss off like like really really white right wing white folks is I would do the Ronald Reagan biopic and get Morgan Freeman to play him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Morgan can play anything. Pretty much, right? He yeah, can play yeah. anything. So I got I can get an old guy that they'd be mad that I got him to play. Because like, white people are like, oh, it's a pretty nice one. Oh, we love Morgan. I can get a black guy that they would hate. Let me get, I'm going to get motherfucking Mike Tyson <laughs> to play Ronald Reagan. Michael Vick. Do people know? like Samuel L. Jackson? I mean, I love Samuel L. Jackson, I but. Think, I think Samuel L. Jackson, I think he's great. I think that a lot of times when when you cross over people get a little too comfortable with you and 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 i think people are some somewhat aware of that so i give you an example about that it's like when i was a kid like snoop dogg was the scariest black man in america yeah right when i was a kid too yeah murder was the case. yeah murder was the case that they gave him yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're a white moment for the evening but now like he's all on the news the murder investigation all this type of shit now he he's like he's been brought in as this i wouldn't say a caricature but he totally seems harmless to these people, right? Where it's like, oh, Snoop, and we could put him in commercials, or or they're doing the same thing with Lil John right now. They're putting him in like sandwich commercials and shit like that. But my thing is, y'all can act like Snoop is is this sweet, lovable guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. Man, say the wrong shit around this motherfucker. Same thing with Mike Tyson. I, what about Ice Cube? Cube is the same way. But I don't think I I think. Cube does Disney movies. The now. late eighties, early nineties, Cube was the hardest rapper in the world. But I don't think it got to the levels of where Snoop was. You know what I'm saying? Now, same thing I would say about Mike Tyson. It's like Mike Tyson went through this thing when um the hangover movies came out, where he just became this lovable, huggable guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, you know, he's calmed down a little bit. But there was like this footage that came out like a month ago where he's like showing some UFC fighter some boxing moves. And Tyson in his fifties with a gray beard will fuck somebody up. He know? is insane. He's an animal. Yeah. Back in his prime. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nah, nope. Nobody's fucking one. No, no, no. The only thing that kept Tyson from um, being what he could have been was when you're that great, you get lazy. And I say he got lazy because Tyson talked about how he didn't um, condition himself to last long in fights. I think Tyson Holyfield ruined him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because like you always heard about him, and then all of a sudden, you know, he bites the ear off, and then he's just he's gone. 
I think what Holyfield, I don't think, I think Holyfield wasn't a better fighter than Mike. I think he was a better boxer than Mike. I know, I, but I just think the ear-biting incident is yeah. what really ruined him because he was still, like, one of the most talked-about boxers of that era. Yeah. And then he bites some dude's ear, and then he's just gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that happened because that was um, – the ear bite was number one, and they fought again the second time, or did he bite him the second time? I can't remember. I think they fought again. Okay, I can't. I can't. It's remember. been a long time. I mean, you know, it's fucking years. But. but I think I think eventually, you know, Mike just. I think his story is really tragic in some degree. Where I think that you know, at, at the end, he just needed to get money, so he was just taking shit just to take it. And so, like, I think the last thing I remember was the Lennox Lewis fight. And Lennox won, and he was, and, and Lennox Lewis left as the champion. And Mike was like, "Thank you so much for the payday." And Mike said this in an interview, and I, I believe it. Mike said that he probably, from this prime to the time he went pretty much bankrupt, blew half a billion dollars. I believe it. Yeah. So, so I think I think it's a tragic story in some degree in there with with him. But I say that to say, like, man, there was a moment where like. You know, they're putting him on celebrity roast and they got him on hangover and he's doing all these jokes. But it's like, man, you say one wrong thing to this motherfucker. You know, I, th- I think you're right with the uh, Snoop and the character, though, because, you know, he was on the Justin Bieber roast and mm-hmm. they're talking about how Martha Stewart's done more time than Snoop. And he was on trial <laughs> for murder. Yeah, exactly. And now they have a cooking show together. Yeah. And exactly. they're and they're posing together like they're on the fucking Titanic. I, I'm telling you, man. It's so it's a, it's a character. He He's. He's making money, dude. My theory is this. I mean, think about this, because we just talked about this the other day. You had this really dope Biggie Small shirt on, and you said you got it from, like, Target or Walmart? Walmart for, like, seven bucks. Exactly my point. I call it the 20-year theory with black culture, where I think that when something happens in popular culture that's black, especially hip-hop related, where the public goes absolutely insane and crazy about it, give it 20, 25 years. And then all of a sudden, it'll become like harmless, and that's kind of how I feel with like the NWA movie when Straight Outta Compton Dude, came out. That was a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. But you're walking into like Target and see NWA shirts. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know what I'm so saying? let me ask you this: So we grew up in completely different worlds. Mm-hmm. I am from Maine, 99% white people. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was your first hip hop CD? Not not tape, but what was your first CD? Because we're close to the same age. So I'm just kind of curious the difference between us. Well, I tell you this: my first CD wasn't a hip hop CD. My first CD that I ever got, I know, I know what both of them were because we got them for Christmas. Yeah, me too. I got two for Christmas one year. And go ahead, check it out. One of them that sounds funny, but but we listened to it all the time because it was all we had, you know. Because the CD player was a big deal to us. My brother and I got a CD player, and we ended up getting um, this Coca Cola sampler CD that had CNC Music Factory on it. God bless it. <laughs> but also talking about titties, the first CD we got was Sade's Love Deluxe CD. You ever seen the cover of that? No. Hold on, let me, let me find the cover for it. Well, you're while you're pulling that up, I'll right. just tell you my, my two um, I got. So I, I'll i call it the White Album and the Black Album. So <laughs> I got Jock Rock Volume 1. <laughs> but then in the same year, I got uh, Dr. Dre the Chronic when it first came uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. So that was my first, um, that was my first hip-hop album. Well, see, the thing about it is, like, that was the first one we got. Oh, I'm on here. Dog, I typed in, um, I typed in Sade Love Deluxe and, like, my mom. In your shirt? Yeah, yeah, that's dope. But let me show you the, the artwork for the cover. This is this is the album cover. God damn it. This is great potting. This is the album cover. 
Oh, let me let me get this for yeah. a second. Can I use your bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your penis off my phone. <laughs> but yeah, so like, but like my dumb ass, like I remember when I first heard her shot A, my parents were playing her tape for like before dinner and they stopped it for you for us to have dinner. And I remember I, I was like, I don't know, maybe like six or seven. And I went and I looked at the tape and I said to my mom and my dad, I said, can we keep playing that that artist said? And they laughed hysterically. I was like, well, fuck y'all. But yeah. So there's a friend of mine, um, Mike Miller, who's a journalist for the, um, he used to be a journalist for the state newspaper that actually wrote this article, the first cover story I ever got in the newspaper. He actually has an autographed picture from Sade because when her first album came out in like 85, 86 or something like that, he was one of the first people that reviewed it. It gave it a positive review and she hand wrote him a note. That's cool. She sent him a picture and was like, thank you for the review, blah, 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 blah. And he showed it to me bragging and I'm like, yeah. fuck you, I'm going to take this shit from you. That's cool though. Yeah. No, I was just, I was curious because growing up in different places, like, so all the kids I grew up with, you know, Maine's a very big stoner state. So, you know, you have all your, you know, your classic rock, you know, your, your trippy stuff, like Mm -hmm. your Pink Floyds and all that. So everyone in middle school that I grew up with was like Beatles, Pink Floyd, The Doors, things like that. And then I was the guy that's showing up to school picture day with my Wu-Tang or my Notorious (laughs) B.I.G. shirt on. So I was the different kids. So I was just wondering. So out of all those joints you listened to, like how did you gravitate towards The Doors more than like a Pink Floyd or Beatles and shit like that? Um, so two best friends growing up, Dustin and Matt, uh, Dustin was huge into the Beatles Mm. and, um, and I would say, and Pink Floyd and my, my uh, friend Matt was really big in the doors. I just didn't really like the Beatles, but I like both Pink Floyd and the doors then. But my, uh, my music taste was just, it was kind of all over the place. Um, did you guys ever have BMG? Mm, no, it's about the place, the the, the record store place. Well, not the, it was so it was like an online catalog. Is it the one you get twelve CDs for a penny? And then yeah, everybody fucked their credits up because of that. Yeah, well, yeah. so my mom did it for me, and she basically because I was a spoiled single, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, the twelve CDs, then you pay one full price, and then you get three more, uh, for free, and then you know you can quit whenever you want. But we didn't quit. So <laughs> you still got CDs coming in the mail. <laughs> well, no, I wish, man. I honestly, I wish because they went out of business. But um, I probably by the time I was done had about two thousand CDs from the thing. I mean, for the record, yeah, you're gonna go out of business if you're doing this whole penny thing. Oh, even though, yeah. Even though it's it was like the first thing of a balloon payment, where it's basically like you get this for a penny, but then at the end we're gonna bust your head open. Yeah, like, you know. But like you know. That really fucked our, our heads up as far as, like, learning how to end. That's where I really started diving in to learn about music. Because, mm-hmm. like, I would get a catalog, and then, you know, at first I got, you know, what is it, like, 12 CDs and the initial package. But then once a month, my mom would get me, like, three or four CDs um, from that. And then we also had the local music store I get to go to. What was the the album that changed everything for you? So there's a couple. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, I guess it just depends on Tupac was a huge, huge influence. But I think it might have been all eyes on me okay. because my cousin, he got the CD, you know, the double CD. And he was like, if you touch the CD, I will I'll punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't touch my CD. And I think he was the one that really got me into hip hop. But he now he's like 
the most pro-Trump person. The per- like, <laughs> and it's just funny because like I see him posting stuff on on Facebook all the time, and he's one of the only people I haven't blocked or got rid of like in my family that's like on that side. And I just remind because he will talk stuff to his uh, his niece all the mm-hmm. time. And I was like, don't listen to him. This dude was like spitting <laughs> rhymes as a kid. Like he lo- he loved all this growing up and. He's yeah. changed. But anyway, so I, I would say Tupac All Eyes on Me was a huge influence just because it was – I think it was right before he died is when I first started listening to it. Mm. And um, it was that was just a big change for, like, on the rap side of things. I mean, t- to be honest with you, I could still recite Coolio. <laughs> you know, but th- those are, like, the things. I was. That's what I grew up with. The funny thing is, you know, when I, when I think of, like, albums that really, really impact me, it – it was always something that when you think about it, you can think of like a moment where where it hit you. I'm going to tell you, I had a cousin that was that would get these tapes. It used to be a, a radio show, Stretch, uh, Stretch Armstrong and Bobito Garcia. They actually have a documentary of them on Netflix. You should watch that. You talking about Stretch Armstrong from Columbia? No, motherfucker. Stretch and Bobito. <laughs> these motherfuckers is in New York. <laughs> but like. It was kind of like a, a college radio station where they get to like they just had the free range just to play shit that they wanted to play. Okay. Because the thing about like if you're on regular radio, you had to play like top forty stuff. Yeah. But college stuff, you got to play the opposite of top forty stuff. So they broke a lot of records by an accident. And I'm gonna get into that in a second too. I'm gonna give these motherfuckers a history lesson. But he would record my my cousin would record this radio show out of New York and sent us the cassette tapes. Okay. And the first time I heard Wu Tang's Cream fucked me up. So imagine this is like our imaginations like running away with us because we heard Cream. We they didn't say who the fuck it was. I didn't know what they looked like. I didn't know you I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think and, anyone knew what they looked no, like no, when they first came no, out. No fucking clue. Yeah. So 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 those were the moments where those mixtapes or those radio shows and those places up north like that's how I was first introduced to these a lot of these acts. You know what I'm saying? And where where it's like when when we talk about artists now, if you hear a song that you haven't heard before, you can just shazam it. Yeah. But like you really become a fan of somebody when it sticks in your head, and you're like, I have no clue who these people are. My like, favorite you know? was when you got the CD and you just sat down in your room oh, and you yeah. cracked open the case and you read the lyrics. And like nowadays, I don't know lyrics like I used to. Yeah. And my son still looks at me funny because I'll be in the car and I'll be like. I'll spit lyrics out from something back in like 1992, and he's like, "How do you remember that? How do you know that?" Because that's what you did. You stayed in your room. Oh, yeah. You listened to music. You read it. Oh man, I remember the Roots album "Illadelph Half Life" came out in '96. I was 13 years old, and I remember having to play the CD, and I had a notepad, and I would write the lyrics out. I would pause, write, pause, write until I had the shit memorized. And to this day, when I would hear records from that album, I would just have them memorized. It's funny. I used to do that to boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> yo, ladies, yo, back, back before my voice dropped, I had a beautiful, angelic voice. <laughs> ladies, he's really trying to go for this black card. He's really no, trying real. to get My mom was really big into boys for men and all for one. The motherfucker said boys for men. That's how I boys. did not say boys for men. Okay? <laughs> That's how it's going to get. <laughs> That's <laughs> super gay. Okay? Hold on. And sort of... Pro- it's nice. It's terrible. It's like it'd be like yeah. some little boy going to a guy like, "Come on, like, no, you're too young. <laughs> Come back when you're 18." That's the name of this episode: Boys for Men. Boys for Men. I, I don't know. You I, can't have that as a name. Because, yeah, like, I was gonna say Morgan Freeman as uh, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that was gonna be the name of the episode. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I was just thinking of Motown Philly. (laughs) 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 What, it's not a sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I could go for a sandwich. Yeah, but you can't eat bread. So so as the keto guy, what do you do for bread? Um, It depends. So uh, there's a couple recipes that are like cheese and Mm -hmm. egg-based. I think there was one I told you the other day to try, like to make your own Hot Pocket. But it was... uh, you know we're sponsored by hot pocket um (laughs) so it was basically like a couple eggs mozzarella cheese and some almond flour Mm -hmm. uh mixed together because you can you can bake that and the uh the mozzarella cheese doesn't um doesn't stick to the pan so i made a hot pocket out of that um i've made my own bread and stuff like that right now since it's christmas time we're about to go on vacation where y'all going uh like i said florida uh, uh, well, check this but out. We're breaking keto. So here's so here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna do, right? Because like you know, Thanksgiving came around, and my father's side of the family came to the house, which we haven't seen them in years, and we had like an amazing fucking time. So you broke keto so too? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it's like it's, it's like going to a strip club for the music. It's like, oh, I'm not looking at these titties. I like, no. love <laughs> going to a strip club for music yeah. and wings, but continue. Yeah, man. Titty wings, but um, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Titty wings. <laughs> titty but, wings. <laughs> but now, like, so I'm, I'm, my mom, uh, she she killed Thanksgiving, but she was exhausted afterwards, and she made a comment like, "Oh my gosh, I did all this stuff by myself." Blah, blah blah blah. So I had this idea, and I said to my brother, "I said, yo, we should do thing. We should do Christmas ourselves." So I was like, I said to my mom, I was like, yo, me and my brother, we're going to create a menu. We're going to take care of everything. So I was in a bookstore yesterday. So who's catering it for you? <laughs> so I was in a bookstore. Have you ever, you ever seen this? I have. I saw someone post it online. That was me, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> someone yo, posted this up. It's like, look, motherfucker, it was me. <laughs> we talk all the time. And how many times do I say I see your shit? Yeah, all the time i literally like you'll be talking i'm like yeah i think i saw that i think you posted that yeah. or you're like hey have you seen this i'm like yeah i saw it online you're like yeah that was me yeah, I, was I literally me. see all your shit well, i appreciate it <laughs> I go to the bathroom i don't think my toilet's not working you'll see all my shit too i'm just kidding ladies 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 don't be discouraged if you want to come visit that you think my toilet is broken it's weak it's weak but make sure you do a courtesy flush <laughs> keep it Keep the lid down. Because the time. last podcast, we discovered that my piss can clog his toilet. Yeah, that's that, that <laughs> thick main piss. That thick main piss. This is all maple syrup yeah, and your piss, shit. Your piss look like chowder. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You, you, know, you need a detox, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, so Star Wars comes out this week. You gonna, Oh, is it this week or next week? Uh, We got tickets for Thursday for the 19th. Oh, so when you say we, so am I cool? Just uh, you can come if you want. There's a seat next to us. Okay. So we uh we got three tickets, me, wife, son. My mom's going to be in town, but she's going to watch London, okay. which is my daughter for people listening. But, yeah, you're more than welcome to. I can show you the tickets we have, and we're going to go out to the Sand Hills location for I, I see if I'm working, man. 6 p.m. Man, I'm, on I'm, a Thursday. I'm almost certain I'm working at the record, the record store. So since we haven't seen that yet, um, you're all caught up with the new Mandalorian. Uh-huh. You want to go into that one at all? Yeah, get into it. Shout out to Bill Burr. So I didn't mind Bill Burr, but like I told you a little bit, I really, um, the other guy and the girl, like the you know, like the bounty hunters that were kind of with him, mm-hmm. I didn't like. Yeah, it, why didn't you like them? I just thought the acting was terrible, and like I said, I, it kind of reminded me of like a DC villain movie. I just thought it was shit, to be honest with you. Um, I think you're being a little too judgmental, man. I don't know. 
I mean, do you act? You really like the acting of them? I mean, I don't look at it for the acting. It's like, look, look you have to understand on a regular basis. I like to watch shit that is like, cheesy. No, 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 no. I want, I want motherfuckers' heads to get blown off. Like I'm on some the realer the better. Like I'm on some shit where it's just like, yo, yo, who's getting shot? Who's getting fucked up? You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. As soon as I realize that there's a level that they're not going to go over as far as that threshold is concerned, my brain kind of just stays there. So, so, so put it like this. The first episode of The Mandalorian, when The Mandalorian came in and uh, the guy got, like, closed in the door and apparently his body got cut in yeah, half. Yeah, that was the best episode. It was number one. I mean, it better be. Yes, it has to be the best one. That's, like, that's not saying anything. That's like, that's like, you know, the first date is always the best because she don't know how much you're lying. <laughs> that is, that's true. Yeah, by the time the third or fourth date, when she starts investigating and start looking you up on on Facebook, then she knows that you're not a physician and that you didn't hang out with, with Diddy <laughs> at his birthday party. Well, right? luckily, when you Google me, there was a doctor with my name. But... <laughs> was he a murderer? Yeah, he was the murderer. When I... <laughs> That's what he, he killed his wife in the bed. <laughs> oh, boy. So hopefully no one Googles me. But now, nah, like, please Google him right now. But like, but, well, nah, but like I'm saying, it's like when I see, like, all right, you guys are not showing any any blood any violence anything well, it's disney like plus I, I can see that i mean you know even, even in saying that you know you could look at like you know end game and it's like all right they chopped daniel's head off like i right, i get this i get this is as far as you guys are gonna go i get it you know what i'm saying but as soon as i know that's what you are i'm kind of chill with it so i kind of look at the mandalorian it's kind of like i treat the mandalorian as something that i think about it kind of like last minute like I'll go through my progressions of the shit that I'm watching, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Mandalorian's out." I watch it, and it's like a, it's it's sweet. Like I ain't trying to sound bad, but it's like it's pleasant because I know nothing really, really crazy is gonna happen to the characters. I know nothing really, really bad is gonna happen. I can really kind of just you know enjoy it, and and the baby, what do they call him? The kid, Baby Yoda. Well, I, I'm, I, I know call, it's not, I'm not Yoda. calling him Yoda anymore. I know. Yeah, yeah. After we corrected listen, listen, you. Listen, listen, listen. I was going to see this meme today. This is how much I think about you. I was going to see Is this. it the one that says, hey, bro, close your eyes? No. Oh, uh, there's one I'm going to send you. I don't want to see that one. That sounds scary. Oh. This right here. <laughs> this I was going to send this shit to you today. But yeah, this shit actually, right here. that's not Yoda. He's actually called the child. The Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yoda species was never named by George Lucas. Your page should be called the child memes. I'm just a big Star Wars fan. I wanted to make sure you knew. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. So, like, you know, Star Wars is like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I think, I think I inherently have a thing about science fiction stuff, right? It's like. I'm a big fan of like, you know, autobiographies and real life shit, biopics or biopics, however you want to say. Where I'm cool about fantasy shit, I love Marvel stuff, stuff like that, but I never really gravitated towards it too, 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 too crazy. You know what I mean? Like, so Star Wars shit, I enjoy it, but I'm not like, ah! even though everything I have in here is Darth Vader, but it just looks dope, you know? I think I think I have a you have a tattoo. I have a Darth Vader tattoo right there. Oh my god, it's on his penis. Why did you pull your dick out for uh, the sake of potting? Well, Darth Vader's black, and I wanted to show you my black cock. Well, that sounds funny. All right, so there's this bad joke. My dad told me this, so a few people they get mad. This is my dad joke. This is a dad joke. Um, I love dad jokes because I'm a dad, so I'll, I'll probably <laughs> use it later with my son. Yeah. So um, so this guy uh, is at home with his wife. I think that. I think I'm, I hope I don't fuck it up. But this is how the joke goes. This guy's at home and his wife. They're getting ready to go to bed. He's taking off his clothes. And his wife sees that he has a tattoo on his dick. 
of a hundred dollar bill. And she said, Why did you do this? And he tried to get all philosophical with her. He says, Well, you know, it inspires me to have money with me at all times. And it also gives me the motivation that I can see my money grow. And he said, Finally, you don't have to go to the mall to blow a hundred dollars. <laughs> so, you know, my my dad told me this, you know. You know, at my uh, fifth grade graduation, so that was really uncomfortable. But um, <laughs> it's an old. I, I, I've heard that Joey. It's it's old. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's he's looking at a meme that I wanted to send to him the other day. Anyways, all right. So kind of going back to the Mandalorian really quick. I'm a little frustrated with the story because there is no story. There's none. It's they're, just, it's just yeah. Lucy's. They're called Lucy's. It's just like yeah. loose episodes that if I can, I can miss. Yeah, you can definitely miss. Yeah, and, and it won't do nothing. Yeah, me. so that's the only thing. A couple episodes back, the girl on that one um, that one planet that they, they had a battle, I was really hoping she was going to go along with him. Um, none of the, There's no character development at all. It's just basically he's carrying around this baby. The child, mm-hmm. uh, this fifty-year-old child, but there's really no character development. So that's the only thing. Like I really wish this uh, the series would have more uh, development because there's only eight episodes for the first season, and we're on episode six, and we really haven't had any de- develop. The first like two episodes, there was an actual story going on, or maybe in the first three, there was like the story of him, you know, escaping everyone trying to uh, track him down and stuff. So it just hasn't been that great of a, a story so i mean i do enjoy it i'll still watch it every friday but it's just something that i haven't really been into well isn't it for your son doesn't he like it i mean it's more for me well fair enough i mean he's just there when i'm watching it <laughs> well, they said something about um they're supposed to do like another matrix are you excited about something like <clears throat> i'm sure my wife will be my wife's a huge matrix fan really? um i'm i'm kind of just I'm like, okay, I like The Matrix, but I'm not a huge fan. She loved The Matrix. She also loved Tron. Yeah, Tron was cool. Here's my thing about The Matrix, though. I'm really uncomfortable about this because it just popped up on on Netflix, and there was a moment where I wanted to watch it again, but I got scared because I felt like – I'll give you an example, right? When I was a kid, like one of our favorite cartoons for me and my brother growing up was like Thundercats. Like it was the greatest shit in the world, and then it was like – it was like one Thanksgiving, like maybe like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, my brother's like, yo, guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, I got the first season of Thundercats on DVD. I'm like, oh, shit. So he's like, yo, come over, hang out. We're going to watch it. Like, yeah. So we high five and all this type of shit. It was a bonding moment that me and my brother never have. And I'm at his house. We play Thundercats. And when I tell you, outside of the intro, that was very nostalgic. When I tell you that it was the corniest shit I have ever seen. It was depressing. I look at him. He's like, yo, this is bad. I'm like, yo, this is worse than bad. You That's know? what I'm starting to realize because I'm doing the same thing. Like when you do the nostalgia thing, yeah. a lot of shit, just leave it in your mind. Yeah. Like if I could if I could tell anyone, do not rewatch some things from your childhood. It's not worth it. I feel like that about The Matrix because when I first saw The Matrix, like the first one, when old girl like Trinity. Ran. Yo, she ran around the wall and kicked these motherfuckers' asses. It blew me away because I remember I was. That was the it. first of its time. Yo, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, but it's also twenty years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so I'm seeing it on a on um on on uh a Netflix, and I'm tempted to watch it. And I was like, Yo, this shit will probably look so corny. We rewatched it for my son's sake because we there we've made some. 
like there's some of the kids nowadays they're talking about like red pill blue pill yeah, thing right yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like you know you know what is this originally from and i was like well it's from the matrix and he was like oh well you know this is what they were talking about in school and blah 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 and i was like i had nothing to do with the matrix i'm like no fuck this like we can watch the matrix you can see what this meme comes from now because People are making all these memes from old shit that have nothing to do with what they used to mean. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, all right, let's watch this. And we watched it together. He dug it. He liked it. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of surprised being a 12-year-old kid in you know, 2019 watching yeah, yeah, it because yeah. the graphics were ahead of its time back then. Yeah. But it ain't shit now. But that's how I feel about the old original Star Wars movies that came out, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. They're ahead of their times. They had toys that look real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They had these models floating through space. That shit is, what, 40 years old now? I mean, yes. Was it like 67, I think? No, not 67. No. 70, 77, 78. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it was like one of those. It was either 67 or 78. Hold on, hold on. Hey, Google, how old is the first Star Wars movie that was released? According to Wikipedia, most of the main cast would return for the two additional installments of the original trilogy, this which does. was self-financed by Lucasfilm. Star Wars was released on May 25th, 1977. 77. That was close. Wow. I thought 76. A new hope in the 1979 book, The Art of Star Wars. Wow. So, yeah, yeah 42 years ago. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I tell you, you know a movie that never ages to me? Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> With Morgan Freeman. Not, I, I movie, need to rewatch it. It's been a few years. I love Shawshank Redemption. Like we said the other day, that is the true man's film. Absolutely. That shit made me want to go to prison. But like, yo, I'm going to tell you that. this. I'm, I'm being I, No, I'm not. I've <laughs> 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 like, I remember how the other day when I was like, I, I would love to be. That's why I can't watch fucking movies, man. Because I see these movies and I want <laughs> to fucking live it. it. So I want to join the mafia. I want to go to prison. I want to do all these things I see in the movie. Something's wrong with me, <laughs> and I should probably seek help. No, you just enjoy the magic of movies. I just get engulfed in movies. When you watch Little Mermaid, you don't want to be a fucking mermaid. Well, you probably Maybe do. I want to <laughs> fuck a mermaid. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> uh, Very randomly, somebody told me about some, some lady that he knows where it's like there's like a real thing where there's like a fetish where like guys get their girls to dress up like a mermaid. Probably Florida. Nah, motherfuckers are here. Oh, I was gonna say probably Florida. Yeah, he's, he's showing me pictures <laughs> like, oh, she dressed like a mermaid. Look at that, and it's like, a, and it's like a term he had for it. It's like a, like a a nickname term for it. And I was just like, I know my friend is kind of crazy because why would you know this shit? Like you're not doing a fucking thesis on this. How would you know about it? But it was weird. It was like some woman dressed up like a mermaid doing a photo shoot, all excited. And so like, we went to Myrtle Beach for the first time this past July, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds crazy for living in South Carolina because everyone goes to the beach. <laughs> But, you know, we went out there, and everywhere you go, you see billboards of, like, these mermaid things from Ripley's Aquarium. And then the the um, resort we stayed at had, like, uh, had mermaids out on the pool, like, once a week or something like that you could take photos with. So there's something about mermaids, I guess. Don't, don't try to make yourself feel better that you have, like, this fetish that I'm making fun of. I think there's, like, pictures of you wrapped up like a fucking salmon somewhere. <laughs> No, okay. I don't think. How do you wrap up like a salmon? I don't know, motherfucking mermaids. Who knows? Have you watched um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Put that on your fucking list. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen Heat? Because today I have 20- seen Heat. All right, today's the twenty fourth anniversary. 
you know they use that movie for a lot of uh college classes for um the shooting like for, yeah forensic you know science and stuff for the shooting scene well for, for, the, for the most part michael mann who directed it that's his that was his like specialty was um police procedurals so so a lot of times like like i'll give you an example i was rewatching like the bad boys movies and they were they were I really love bad boys. It's really bad now. Talk about no. movies that didn't age well. If you watch the original Bad Boys, it looks it looks like the nineties. Well, that's one of the that's one of the first ones I can say the sequel's better than the first. Well, the funny thing too is like if you watch because I watched the first one and the second one back to back on Netflix because the new one is coming out. Yeah, can't it's, wait. So no, excited. Listen, if you watch those first two movies and then watch the trailer to the new one, Martin Lawrence looks and sounds so fucking old. <laughs> Because, like, Martin Lawrence in the 1990s, his voice was high-pitched. He was funny. He was loud. And, and, like, now, he's like, Mike Lowry, what are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> he's out of breath and shit talking. It's like, he, it's like, you know what it is? It's the progression of Al Pacino. Like, if you watch, yeah. if you watch like, Pacino in the 70s, like, Godfather Pacino, first Pacino, the first one, you know, Al Pacino sounds like this. You know, like, don't ask me about my job. And he sounds like this. I'll kill him myself. Now me, he's like this. Let me hear Scarface. <laughs> I don't want to do Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's, a, there's a terrible part of Scarface. What, what part? The whole movie was awful. But it, it's like, yeah. it did not age well. But uh, what it was, he's like dancing with the chick. And he was like, he was just like. That face, yeah. He's like, where are you from? She's like, Baltimore. He's like, Baltimore, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and she says something to him like, "You don't know who I am." Fuck you, blah blah blah. He's like, "Yeah, baby, that's what I like." <laughs> All right, so here's a story about Scarface, Oliver Stone script, directed by Brian De Palma, who also did uh, Carlitos Way. So Oliver Stone, who also did Platoon, which is a military movie, yeah. By the way. Thank you for your service. Fuck you. Because <laughs> probably people skipped our last episode, so they don't know that I hate it. <laughs> no, I'm just going to just piss no, you off. <laughs> I don't think people will skip that. I'm just playing. No, I'm just messing. No, you're not. Hey, mom. But now, like, so so Oliver Stone had a really bad cocaine habit. And Who did so, uh, Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's the 80s. Yeah. Who wasn't? So, like, the cocaine habit made him want to write this story about Cuba and the cocaine trade, blah, 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 blah. So... Um, Tony Montana, the name was based on A, Joe Montana, his favorite quarterback, and Tony, the name of his agent. And the reason the movie was three hours and change is that if you cross a threshold of uh, a 90-minute or a 90-page script, you get paid kind of like overtime. So the only reason it was three hours or so, so he can get more money to support his cocaine habit. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Is that why Braveheart was so fucking long? Yeah, I mean, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Which, by the way, Mel Gibson, for whatever it's worth, as a director, Apocalypto was a great fucking movie. You ever seen that? I did. Yeah. I fell I was, asleep. Uh, man. Sorry, man. Motherfucking Jaguar Paul. That was a great fucking movie. Which makes it so terrible that he's so racist. But, um, you know. It, it does, because... <laughs> I, I love him, but I yeah. I love his acting because he's just uh, he's a character. Well, his 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 racism is kind of funny though. Like his like I had to laugh like when he was like threatening his girlfriend. I was like, dude, man, 
he was like, yeah, you dress like a fucking whore. And, I mean, you know, you want to walk out there and get attacked by a pack of niggers. I'm like, really? It's like, are we like wolves? Like, like so that's just something that's just like, when, when, when some dude is pissed off at his girl, he's going to say whatever the fuck pops in his head, you know? So, you know, shout out to Lethal Weapon 4. Or no, 5. Have you ever seen Lethal Weapon 5? I only thought there were one up to 4 you, with you, Chris Rock. You don't know about Lethal Weapon 5? I do not know about Lethal Weapon 5. All right, I've seen one through four. Uh, nah, we're going to take a pause. Pause. <laughs> All right, so Lethal Weapon 5. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, hold on. Turn this down. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Well, how did that come up? We talking about uh, the, the racism of uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, and then we're talking about Lethal Weapon, how I like that. Uh, Lethal Weapon 4, Kit, uh, Chris Rock, then you asked if you I seen... You about to say Kid Rock, yeah. Uh, Kid Rock. No, I would not. I, you talk about racist, and then I said Kid Rock. No. Uh, but yeah, no, so I, I thought I had not seen uh, Lethal Weapon 5. Turns out I have. Yeah. I d- didn't realize you are talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, hey, Google, how long has Always Sunny in Philadelphia been on the air? Sunny in Philadelphia, the longest-running sitcom on the air, keeps up. The Trump era has made the real world more absurd than anything ever concocted by the gang at Patty's Yeah, that's my question, though. 14 seasons <laughs> in. 14. Okay. Okay. Hey, Google, you can stop. Thank you. 14 seasons. Okay. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. I um, I really wish The League would have gone that long, but... I loved The League. Yeah. The League was pretty good. Yeah, man. Shout out to Taco. Uh, my fantasy, um, <laughs> Shiva. No, my so my fantasy league. I'm always Ch- Chalupa Batman is my uh, name. Ah, yes. Yeah. How many seasons of the league? Six. Something. It wasn't that long. Like six, maybe okay. six, six to eight. I would say six. Though, sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Lethal Weapon Five is pretty funny. Um, I I could see myself, you know, doing some acting and something like that. Well, if you uh. Hold off, we might get some acting stuff for your acting chops very, very soon. And we also have some like podcasting uh, announcements, but we're not going to make it just yet. Some stuff that we're working on. So for the people that's listening, all both of you, me and this uh, lovely bear, polar bear, I'm going to be working on some shit. Is that what the sound of a bear? (laughs) (laughs) I need to look up the sound of a polar bear so I can learn how to do it. I bet you like animals that that we think sound cute or cute have like the worst noises. It's like... It's like the Louis C.K. joke about deer. And he's like, deer make noises. It's like, <laughs> like, just really terrible noises. So, um, back in my army days on Fort Jackson, okay, um, I was an MP, military police. Mm-hmm. So, I'm out patrolling. It's late at night. I was Thank doing night shifts. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It was a weekend. And I heard the loudest scream come from some wood line. Uh-oh. So I call up a supervisor on shift. I was like, hey, I just heard some like girl screaming. Like It sounded like she's being like kidnapped, murdered, raped, or something. It was mm-hmm. insane. Um, they come out, and we got like two or three more patrols come out. So we're all walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. Game warden shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So we're all guns out, walking through the woods, looking for some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's it, like deer mating, I guess, <laughs> sound like, like a girl screaming. Yeah. Really? I, that's what the game warden told me because I told him exactly what I heard. He's like, "That sounds like deers fucking." <laughs> Unless he murdered some girl. And that was like <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So we're walking, and I came up on a fucking well in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And like, 
I had my gun drawn looking down to see. Like, I was waiting for, like, a girl to come out like, some fucking horror movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was scary. I, I had my, like, pepper spray gun just ready. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. <laughs> you know what? I want to cre- create this invention. I want a lemon pepper gun where it's, like, somebody's trying to, like, <laughs> rob you. You spray them. Like, oh, oh, oh. They'd be like. Or I was going to say, or if you're cooking and you run out of some, <laughs> yeah. some seasoning, you have some le- lemon pepper wings. Yeah, we can make sure you put some glasses on. This shit's going to be, like, <laughs> Do they have to spray you for the military police? Yeah, absolutely. Sprayed in Taze. I've been sprayed three times in Taze once. All right. Is that all from the police department? That's all from being an MP. Okay. Not from my my drug dealing days. (laughs) So, all right. So, explain how bad that hurts. So, it's happened a couple different ways. So, um, being sprayed. So, when I was in Iraq, we we had to carry spray on us. Um, Because I worked in a prison Mm -hmm. and they wanted us to be sprayed while in Iraq. But Mm -hmm. then at the same time, we had to be able if like there was a firefight or something like that. We need to have our um, our aiming eye good to go. Okay. so they said, well, we're going to swab with like a little cotton swab under your eye just so you can still feel the effect. Wow. The fucking asshole didn't do it under the eye. He rubbed it in your eye with a cotton swab like so he took like a q-tip and rubbed pepper spray on your eyeball Get the fuck out of here, dude hurt so bad but luckily so this was 04 to 05 when we we're in iraq so mm-hmm. 2004 we we're still living in tents luckily we had air conditioning units on our tents so like i just sat there with my face in the air conditioning unit for like hours afterwards how, how long does it take for the effect to leave it's so when I was sprayed regular um, in Korea, it took about 17 hours. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, for me. I mean, everyone's a little bit different. Like we had one guy sprayed. It didn't affect him at all. Yeah, he's a murderer. It took me <laughs> 17 hours to get like regular, like feeling normal again. Oh, because here's the thing. When you go, it's it's water based, right? So if you, it, water activates it. So that's why when it hits your eyes and tears, it activates it. You fucking go in the shower. You're taking a shower. Pepper spray is being activated all over your fucking body. So if no one tells you, you'll go home and shower, and it'll run down your nuts. It will oh. run down the whole front of your body. Did you feel that? Is, is that, is that what no, I luckily I had a good sergeant back then who told me, like, shower, like, sideways with my face bent over and let the water run down for a while. Wow. Because there were some people that did, like, get their nuts burnt, like chemical burns. What the fuck, man? But, yeah, so... I would rather be tased than pepper sprayed because tasing only lasts five seconds. So how bad was the tase? Did you shit yourself? I did not shit myself. I farted. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I peed a little. (laughs) But I did not shit myself. So wait, I've been listening to this podcast and I've been wanting to ask someone this for a while since you brought up the shit. So Uh, um, there's a podcast out there called Not Too Deep. Okay. And the question she asks all of her people is, what's your worst pants shitting story or what? Would you bring this up? Because I've heard this before. Yeah. I, I think I brought it up to you because, like, she asked, like, in three words or three short phrases, what's your worst shitting story? Like, pants shitting or almost pants shitting. So I want to know what yours is. Oh, my God. With three words or three short phrases. Let's see. Hmm. Three words. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> not so, to imply that's happened. Like something like nothing like that has happened. Like I've never had one of those adult shitting things. Like this, this like friends of mine 
that'll casually talk about having like I'm drunk, I pissed myself story. Yeah. And they'll talk about it like it's nothing. I've never had no shit like that. Really? Yeah. You were really, lucky. Really. Uh-oh. I have a lot of shit stories. <laughs> we could probably have one episode that's like an hour and a half all right, long. All right, so all right, we're gonna dismount with your your. I think I probably know this. This is how close I am to you. Uh, let's dismount with your most embarrassing shit story before we get out of this podcast. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. I don't. So I was in the army, mm-hmm. and thank you. For your Thank you. <laughs> and I was probably still underage because this is right before I went to Iraq. So I think I was 19 years old and we had a bunch of beer in a cooler at a friend's house. Oh, found out his neighbor stole a bunch of beer from us. So I didn't really shit my pants, but this is this is a <laughs> shitting story. Okay. So I grabbed a shopping bag and I went into the woods and I shit in wow. this plastic bag. What? Okay, yep. so all right, so explain what what happened. Why are you doing this? I was pissed he stole the beer, and I was drunk because I was underage and drunk, and I couldn't go out buy more beer because I was underage. So I was just mad. So I I went and I shit in this bag, and I sprinted up to this guy's house on a Saturday night in the summertime, mm-hmm. and I placed this bag of shit in his mailbox. What? Yep. Um, wiped. I had made sure I wiped my ass with a sock so I could smear it on the car at the house. And um, like I said, this was a Saturday night, so the shit bag was left in the mailbox all day Sunday during the summertime. Found on a Monday by the mailman. So my apologies to the mailman. And this is while you were in the military. This is yeah. That's why I say don't ever thank anyone for yeah, their service because oh, there's some really again. shitty never, shit. Never, never again. I thank you for your service at all. I mean, year. I was 19. I was drunk. I was on leave. I uh, I was upset. That's don't upset an army person. Or he'll put shit on stuff. I guess. All right. <laughs> this concludes this episode of the Negro League podcast. <laughs> we are sponsored by Mobile Soul Clothing. Go to mobitasoul.bitcartel.com. Enter code NEGRO to save 10% on your next order. We are also sponsored by Down East Records. Go to downeastrecords.com and Down East Records on Instagram for your vinyl needs. Great shipping prices, great selections. Enter code Nego to save 10%. And we're also sponsored by Tussie. Tussie, Tussie. Ooh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I'm a regular. <laughs> That's all we got. Thank you to the homie, uh, Matt. Give everybody your, uh, and then uh, technically I gave them your Instagram. That's fine. Um, so if you want to follow the personal Instagram, okay, it is uh, the real Matt Barabee. Spell Barabee. B. E R U B E. That's it. The real Matt Barabee. Yep. That's on Instagram. I don't really do Twitter. Facebook, you can find me. Matt the Barabee. Yeah, right, well, fuck that. We, they're going to find the murderer. Um, That's right. Rest in peace, Danny Aiello. Thank you all so much for listening to the early podcast. Blah. I'll be touching beautiful things.